Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for our monthly Systematize Your Success teleconference. Every month we have this conference to share leadership tips and great ideas and resources with you um, on leadership and entrepreneurship and just wanting to encourage you through your entrepreneurial journey. I am Gwendolyn Young. I am your host today. I am the um, owner of GL Young Consulting Corporation, and so um, I founded this business a couple of years ago, for those of you who are not familiar with me, because I wanted to help entrepreneurs create some processes to help their businesses be more successful. So that's basically what I do, and I know that we have such a short period of time today, so I am going to get ready to go ahead and dive right into the content. And today I'm going to be sharing with you the 10 responsibilities of the CEO. And yes, this does apply to you if you are an entrepreneur because you are the owner and CEO of your business. Um, so... Kevin Plank, who is the CEO of Under Armour, once said, there's an entrepreneur right now scared to death, making excuses, saying it's not the right time just yet, but there is no such thing as a good time. So what does this have to do with identifying who the CEO is? Glad you asked that question. <laughs> the CEO is the ultimate decision maker within the organization. They are decisive, they are courageous, and frankly, they are the outcast. And so the misperception amongst, um, you know, clients, vendors, employees is that, um, and particularly for those who have never founded or run a business, is that the CEO is just simply the person who kind of barks out orders and signs the checks, but doesn't really do any of the work, and that is simply not the truth. Being the CEO is one of the hardest jobs of anybody within an organization, especially if you are an entrepreneur, because you have to be flexible, you have to be intuitive, you've got to be creative, you've got to be aggressive without being belligerent, you've got to be very secure with um, the unknown and not knowing what's going to happen within a given day, and you have to be accepting a failure in addition to being financially savvy. And so these are the things that you're going to need throughout this entrepreneurial journey, and that's just a very short list. Because being the CEO requires that you have a tenacity to endure, you know, the disgruntled and dissatisfaction of your customers, your clients, if you have staff, people that you do business with, your partners. And so you have to have a very strong business acumen to be able to deal with all of these elements of being an entrepreneur. So you've got to have some perseverance because you're going to lose some friends on this journey, you're going to have some strained relationships on this journey, and you're going to have to have the ability to make the tough decisions. And so, you know, you've got to be sure that this is what you want to do. So today I'm going to give you 10 tips on actually how to help you through that journey. So if you haven't grabbed your pens and um, your notepads, I'm going to highly suggest that you go ahead and do that right now because I am about to give you the tips and I don't want you to miss them. Okay, my technology seems to be a little weird today. Um, 
So here we go. Number one, advisory board development. It is extremely important for you as an entrepreneur or a CEO to have a board of advisors, especially if you are a single-led entity. And this is because your advisors are going to kind of serve you with a shared sense of accountability for the success of your business. And so this person or these persons can participate in brainstorming and really helping to guide you through some of those challenges. As an entrepreneur and as a CEO, you cannot be successful if you are the only person leading the organization. I cannot stress that enough because you only have a single perspective on how your organization is performing and on what your your current clients need, and so that's not giving you a very wide view of what the need really is or how well your business may or may not be performing and where the gaps are. So it's very important that you're connected to someone who can kind of help you um, through those different challenges. And this could be in the form of actually creating a very formal board of directors, or this could be a coach that you hire um, that can help you kind of recognize some of those blind spots, but it's going to be extremely important that you have a strong support system in place. Number two, your job as a CEO is to serve as a liaison between your advisors, yourself, and your team. And so you're pretty much the bridge. Again, if you are a single-led entity, this would still mean, you know, your volunteers, any interns that you have, any customers or vendors that you have, your clients. So there's still a bridge that you need to serve for those individual folks because management is responsible for executing the plans that are created by, you know, your team of advisors and yourself. So it's critical that you've got the information information and you're sharing that information in a very timely and a very clear matter between everyone um, that needs to be in cooperation with each other. Number three, communicating the vision. You are responsible as the CEO for engaging all levels of your customers, suppliers, partners, whomever that you're in business with toward the vision and the mission of your organization. Everyone that you do business with should be aligned with how you're doing business and the mission of your organization. Every decision should be moving your mission forward. And so you have a responsibility as the CEO to ensure that that vision is consistently communicated across the board, inside and outside of your organization. Okay? Number four, program, product, and service delivery. And this is so important because it is critical that you as a CEO are personally vested in the development of any programs, products, or services um, that come from your organization. Anything being created as a result of business is a direct reflection of the leadership as a whole, which means you. Everything that goes out of your business is a reflection on you, and that's where the development of your brand begins. And so you want to make sure that your brand is seeking high-quality, excellence, 
great service when it goes out from your organization. And so service delivery is so, so important because your programs, your products, your services, they mean absolutely nothing if you cannot deliver them on time, in excellence, and with value. And so I can't stress this enough. I was actually recently working with a client who um, can do amazing work in the marketing social media field and so had some very huge clients that had signed on to do business with them but unfortunately they lost those clients within about 60 days because they could not deliver the service on time great work high quality but they failed to meet the deadlines and so as a result they lost thousands of dollars in business and so you want to make sure that you're not in a rush to put a product or put a service out without making sure that all of the elements are in place so that you can deliver that service or that program or their product in a very timely fashion um, with excellence so that's a huge part of your business the next one is understanding financial tax and risk within your business so important CEOs entrepreneurs you cannot hide under the guise of I didn't know when the IRS comes knocking I don't know is not going to be a sufficient answer so you cannot hide under that guise you are responsible for every area of your business you are the one that must ensure that there are appropriate processes appropriate policies and procedures in place to minimize the risk of your business and to make sure that your business is operating with integrity and I cannot stress that enough um, I've had several clients who have not had processes in place when they initially sign on with me and it's one of the things that we spend a lot of time working on because I know how important it is to their business you want to make sure that your financial piece is in order because you should be making decisions based off of what's happening in your business you should know what your numbers look like every single month you should be looking at them several times without within the month so your cash flow statement your balance sheet your income statement you should know what those reports are saying about the financial health of your business and that you know where you stand from a tax perspective um, and what you owe to the government right because even the word tells us that we should render to Caesar what's due him so we want to make sure that we do that and if you don't understand what any of those financial statements are that I just spoke about then you definitely need to connect with an accountant or some sort of financial person to help you understand what they mean and what that means for your business okay human capital management big fancy word for human resources and so this is one of your more important responsibilities as well because you're you're responsible for ensuring that your most valuable asset which is people are treated fairly 
with respect, that they are paid appropriately, and they understand that they are value partners in the success of your business. So if you are working with independent contractors or you've got interns on your team, um, or even if you have employees, because some folks actually have part-time employees as entrepreneurs, you want to make sure that they understand extremely, extremely important that they understand how their position and their role connects to the success of your business, and it's your responsibility to make sure that they understand that. So helping them to see beyond just kind of the current duties that they are doing and helping them to really see that when you fail to deliver on a deadline, that means we are pushing back the deadline that we've given to our customer, and that doesn't make us look good as an organization. And so very important that they understand it's not just really about the day-to-day. -day. The connection is because we want to make sure that our mission is being moved forward and our clients are extremely pleased with our service. Um, and the way to do that is making sure that people feel cared for and that the work that they're doing for your business actually means something. So very important. Next one, community and public relations. And so I can't stress this enough, especially for my nonprofits. How the public and the community perceive your business is directly correlated to how well you, the CEO, positions your organization in the marketplace and tells its story. So how do you want the public and the community to see your business? And you have to be transparent. So are you telling the story of what you're doing within your actual business, how it's affecting the community, what impact your service is having on the communities? And even for my entrepreneurs, how are your services really adding value to your clients? That you want to make sure is happening because your clients are going to be a huge source of marketing for your business. Word of mouth is still the most powerful form of marketing, and so people talk about great experiences that they have, but they talk more about negative experiences that they have. And so you want to make sure that you are positioning your business within your marketplace, whatever that may be, business, nonprofit, the church, whatever have you, that is a very positive story that's out there in the marketplace. Um, um, and I would recommend Google yourself, see what people are saying. You know, do some surveys of your clients and your customers to see what kind of service they're receiving from their perspective and if it's really aligned with the service that you want to provide. So you want to make sure that you do that. Um, the next one fundraising. Um, that's for my nonprofits and then capital gain for my for profits. You know, let's face it. Money, money, and more money are critical to the sustainability of any business. And so the CEO is responsible for generating revenue, right? I always say if you are not making any money in your business, you just have a glorified hobby. You are not in business. A business is responsible for generating revenue, and so that is one of your functions as a CEO. And so even though this, may, um, this function may be directly correlated with another area like sales or marketing or the development office, whatever have you, the final outcome of how profitable a business is rests on the shoulders of the CEO. So if you are not making any money, which you would know because remember earlier we talked about the financial aspect of managing your business, right? So 
you need to know that. And so this is where you understand, am I making a profit? Am I not making a profit? Am I breaking even? And in the first few years of business, you may, you know, just be barely making a profit or just breaking even, but you should be making something, right? If it costs you $1,000 to produce a service or a product, then you should be making $1,001 um, on top of that so you can see some sort of benefit. So if you are not currently doing that or you're not really currently seeing any gain within your business, I'm going to highly recommend that you spend some time really strategically thinking about, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing in this business? What programs are bringing in the clients? Or what programs do I need to cut because they're not generating any revenue at all? So you've got to pay attention to what's happening within your business um, from a profit perspective. The next one. Implementing the strategic plan, one of my very favorites. Um, if you've worked with me before, you know that I love to talk about strategy and implementation and getting things done. And so as we talked about earlier, the CEO is responsible for charting the strategic direction for the business, you know, responsible for the development of strategic goals and for building a very strong team to implement and execute the plan efficiently and effectively. So if you don't have a strategic plan for your business, then you need to call me so that we can um, sit down and have some conversation around where your business currently is and where you would like to see your business go. And last but absolutely not least is evaluating the success of the organization. And I know that this might be a little controversial when I say it. However, there is nothing worse than a CEO who cannot identify or communicate where their business stands in relation to achieving its goals and measuring the performance of their business. Because how can you know if your business is successful without performance measurements in place? And so I say to my clients all the time, what is the impact or what is the value that you're adding to your clients and how do you know that? And so you should be tracking internally what's happening within your business. And that could look like, you know, the number of people that you've served, um, you know, if you're a nonprofit, the number of lives that have been touched as a result of you providing programs and services in the community. If you are a for-profit, how are the services that you're providing adding any value either to your community or to the folks who do business with you? What are the results your clients are seeing? What are they gaining as a result of doing business with you you know and you need to understand these metrics because again these could be served as a marketing tool for you because you can then say I help my clients achieve a hundred percent tax exempt status um, within the country or you know I help my clients achieve you know I help them achieve their time they get their time back for working with me. So whatever that looks like, but if you're not currently measuring that performance of your business, then 
how do you know that you're really being successful? And so as a CEO, you must be able to create performance metrics to gauge the success of your organization so that you can align those metrics with your own individual performance um, as well. And if you have staff, you know, at every level of your organization. And this includes your interns. This includes your independent contractors. You should have clauses in there that speak to very specific performance measurements that you can track. They must be tangible. And so extremely, extremely important. So I'm going to give you those 10 tips really quick again, just in case you missed any one of those. And um, the call is being recorded, so I can share this with anyone who would be uh, interested in receiving that. But I'm going to go through the next 10 very quickly because we only have a few minutes left for a call. Number one, advisory board development. Number two, serving as the liaison between the board and management. Number three, communicating the vision. Number four, program, product, and service delivery. Number five, financial, tax, and risk management. Number six, human capital management. Number seven, community and public relations. Number eight, fundraising for my nonprofits, capital gain for my for-profits. Number nine, implementing the strategic plan. And number 10, evaluating the success of your organization. So those are your 10 responsibilities of the CEO. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to open up the lines to see if we have questions and then I'm also going to check to see if we've had some email questions come in as well. So I am going to put us in Q&A real quick and if you have a question, uh, you can go ahead. So I am going to unmute your lines. Okay, if you have a question, you can ask your question now. Okay, so you guys are a little quiet. I do have some questions that have come in via email, so I'm going to go ahead and respond to those. So one of our questions says, what are some of the challenges you deal with being the CEO? Oh, that is a great question, and where do I start? Um, the toughest challenge, and this is just my personal opinion, of being the CEO is really making sure that you don't isolate yourself, especially if you're an entrepreneur. I'm speaking to my entrepreneurs right now. So making sure that you don't isolate yourself because when you first start to launch and build your business, you are really in that mode of got to build, got to build, got to build, got to do, got to do. And so sometimes, you know, you're stuck just kind of in your office or wherever it is that you're doing business in your home office um, and you're really just focused on kind of building your business and you're not really making that connection to people. And so you want to make sure that you don't get lost in this isolation, um, you know, abyss where it's just you because in order to really build your business and be successful to take it to the next level, you've got to be connected to people. And so part of your strategy in growing your business should be 
networking with other entrepreneurs, should be networking with folks who have already gone through it and done some of those things. So making sure that you connect with folks and make sure that you actually have a mentor or a coach that can kind of help guide you through that journey. It's going to be so important to not try and do it yourself. One of the other challenges of being the CEO is you take on this kind of jack-of-all-trades hat. And so you're doing the billing, you're doing the administrative work, you're working with the clients, you're doing all of these things that are taking your focus away from the things that you should be doing, and that is focusing on activities that are going to help you generate revenue and really build a sustainable business. So can you do some things? Absolutely. Should you be doing those things? Probably not. So taking stock of whether or not you should actually be doing something. So I'm going to challenge you to sit down and actually identify what are some things in your business that you're currently doing that you should probably be delegating off to someone um, or hiring someone to do. And that could be independent contractor, bringing in an intern um, for my nonprofits. That could be building your volunteer base. So great question. I'm going to go back to my folks online and see if there's more questions. If you have a question, you can ask your question now. All right. Well, I have another email question. I have another question that has come in. Um, and it says, what is it like being the CEO of your own business? So I guess we've got some newbies um, on the line. For me, I think it's wonderful. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. I love being in charge um, of who I get to work with. And that's the most important element that I love about being a CEO because I have been able to design the values of my business and I get to decide who I want to work with. And I've decided that I only want to work with happy people. Um, and I know that sounds strange, but it makes such a huge difference um, working with a happy person and working with a not-so-happy person. And so... I get to decide if you're happy, if you are ready to actually commit to the process, and you have to be able to afford my services. Because remember, as we talked about earlier, money and more money and more money is how you build a sustainable business. And so you have to have those three elements in order to work with me. And being a CEO of your own business, you get to decide you know, who and what that is. So that's a great, great question. Thank you for asking that. Okay, we've got two minutes left, so I just want to share with you some things that um, we have going on here at GOI Consulting before we end the call. We are going to be launching um, our mastermind group, Power, Prestige, and Potential. August 3rd. It's going to run for eight weeks, and we are so excited because this is where we're going to be helping you develop your own personal growth plan. And so if you've not ever done that, you do not want to miss being part of this mastermind. And so this is going to be a very small group that we're going to be taking, and so you guys actually have first dibs because we haven't even put it out to the public yet. We're going to be doing that later on today. But you, we're only taking 10 people. We're only taking 10 folks in this mastermind group. And for eight weeks, you will get to work live personally with myself 
and Dr. Jacqueline Barnes, who is our leadership development consultant here at GOY. And she is a uh, certified John Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach on his team. And so we're excited to have her on board with us for this mastermind. And we're going to be talking about how do you put that personal growth plan in place, how to get rid of some of those limiting beliefs so that you can take your life and or your business to the next level, depending on what you're working on. And so this is your opportunity to work exclusively with the two of us, and that's going to happen August 3rd. So if you are interested in that, please send us an email with your information, or you can even write it on Facebook in our, our group post, and we will make sure to get that information available to you. And we're doing it at a fraction of the cost. There is a low, low investment of 347 to join the Mastermind group for eight live weeks, and you get lifetime access to all of the course materials uh, for that group. So it's a great, great thing. And we do have a payment plan available uh, for those of you who are concerned about maybe the price up front, because I do understand as an entrepreneur, you know, we are bootstrapping our own businesses. And so we do have a three-part payment plan available for you guys if that is something that you are interested in as well. So it is 1230. You know that I believe in honoring time because it is the one element that we can never get back when it's gone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you, and we will see you on the line next month for our next call. Have a great day.